where we end up. I remember some years ago, I'm going to tell a story first, is that okay? That I purchased an old car from a friend of mine for a really great price. I really loved the shape of this car and especially the way it looked. It was a 1970 XB Falcon V8 sedan, a muscle car. And it was really made well. And it was really made to last if it was looked after. But unfortunately, this car had been neglected over many years and needed major repairs just to restore it back to its original condition. It took lots of hard work on my behalf just to straighten and to repair it. It had a black vinyl roof, which had cracked in so many different places from the scorching sun over the years. The cracks in the vinyl, unfortunately, allowed water and moisture to become trapped under it. And over the years, the entire roof began to rust. This roof needed some major and serious repairs before I could even think about painting it. Talk about lots of work. I patched this car with so much fiberglass and sanded it from top to bottom for months. For months on end just to get it ready for painting. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. In hope that one day it would be restored back to its original condition. And when I finally finished all the hard work many months later, I was able to stand back and say, I did this. This belongs to me. My name is on this car. Everything about this car and the way it looks tells a certain story. I have finished the work that I have started. My name is upon this car. So with that thought in mind, I want to preach from this thought. We gotta have the name. We gotta have the name. In the Old Testament, we read about great men that did great things for the name of their God. We read about Abraham, and the, who was the father of the faithful, who found grace in the sight of God. We read about Noah, who built the greatest boat ever known to man. And guess what? This boat did not sink. Why? Because Noah followed the very plan that he had received from God. Three floors, one window, and one door made of God's great design and not man's. We also read about Moses who obeyed the voice of the Lord on the mount and went on to do great things for his God. We find the story on how God revealed to Moses the plans for the construction of the tabernacle in the wilderness and how it was supposed to be built right down to the very colors that had to be used right through to the type of wood that had to be used in its construction. The acacia wood that was used to build the tabernacle represents the humanity of Jesus or Christ 
right through to the precious metals that were used. Gold, which represents deity. Silver, that represents redemption. And brass, that represents judgment. All these precious metals had an important role to play in the construction process and also within the tabernacle itself. All the vessels that were used for the work of the ministry had to be crafted to the very and the exact design of God that Moses had received on the mount. The tabernacle was God's plan, and this plan, this blueprint, so to speak, had to be followed carefully, right down to the smallest of details. Nothing could be left undone. All the boxes had to be ticked, so to speak. Just like today, saints and brothers and sisters, there is no shortcut in serving Jesus today. We have to do it His way and not our way. His way is greater. His way is more stronger. His way is more higher. It's His way or we will sink in the ocean. Is this a bit loud? Praise God. It just sounds like it's a little loud up here. Maybe this speaker is a little too close to me. I'm getting a little bit of my own, my own back. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. Even the positioning of the tabernacle was important to God. The tabernacle was placed in the center of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three tribes camping on each side of the tabernacle. The tabernacle provided God with a place to dwell in the midst of Israel, which is seen in his words to Moses. Let them, speaking of Israel, make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in the midst or among them. God desires, He wants to be in the midst of His people. He doesn't want to be left outside, but He wants to come in. He wants to fill somebody tonight with the power, with the gift of His Spirit. The tribe of Levi was camped on the east side of the tabernacle, directly in front of the only entrance into the tabernacle's courtyard. This gate was the only way in, and there was no other way out. The priests and the servants that came to minister daily found themselves before the altar of sacrifice as soon as they entered into the tabernacle's courtyard. Animals, as we heard this morning, were sacrificed upon the sacrifice daily for the people's wrongs or their sins, which also represents repentance in the New Testament. God has always desired to have a relationship with His creation. We can see this throughout the Word of God, starting right back in the book of Genesis on how God revealed Himself to man in the garden. First of all, God walked in the garden of Eden in the cool of the day, and it was there that God revealed Himself to Adam and Eve. I believe that God had a special way and a special place to meet God, meet Adam and Eve at that particular time. There was no distractions in the garden. No billboards, no TV, no mobile phones, and definitely no Facebook. But it was a paradise which God had created for His masterpiece from the very beginning of human time. 
This is where God desired to commune with Adam on a daily basis. I'm not going to go into all the details of what happened. You can read that for yourself. But the scripture just tells us that Adam and Eve heard the the Lord God walking in the garden, calling out to Adam. The second time that God revealed himself, he revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush on Sinai. Moses has just fled from the land of Egypt after killing one of Pharaoh's servants. I'm going somewhere, so stay with me. And finds himself in the land of Midian at the age of 40, looking after his father-in-law's sheep, Jephro. And eventually finds himself at the base of the mountain of God and sees this bush that is continually burning with fire. Yet the bush is somehow unconsumed by the fire. Something in, the, in this man's heart drives him to climb the mountain and finds himself standing right there in the front of this burning bush. And this is where God revealed himself to Moses. This is the first time that God spoke to him. And this is where God, Moses sorry, received specific instructions from God concerning the deliverance of Israel and how God was going to use him. We also read in the book of Exodus 13 that Moses led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt where God revealed himself to them in a pillar of cloud. It was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. The cloud gave them shade when the sun was beaten down on them. And the fire provided light at night for his people. Just like God will provide everything that you need in this life today. But we have to walk with him regardless of situations. If it's cold, God will hold you close to him. Don't let the world drag you away, but stay close to Jesus. He's coming back for his people and we have to get ready. I've got to tell you, I've got to have the name of Jesus tonight. I've got to have the name of Jesus in me, in my very inner being. There's no other name, church. It's all powerful. It's all knowing. We've got to have the name of Jesus in 2016. Don't worry, tomorrow might not come. Today is the day of salvation. Hear the word of the Lord and make things right because He's coming back for His people. The fourth time that God revealed Himself to man was after the completion of the tabernacle in Exodus 40. It was only then after its completion, that the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The Holy of Holies, and this is where we find the Ark of the Covenant and the Mercy Seat. There was no created light like the sun, and there was no artificial light in the Holy of Holies, but it was, only, but it was God's own Shekinah glory. We, God's own Shekinah glory would be the only light in this room. We've got to have Jesus, church. We've got to have Jesus. I don't want Buddha. I don't want Bruce Lee. I don't want John Wayne. I don't want anybody. Give me Jesus. Jesus. 
You give me Jesus. I want Jesus. When we lift our hands, I feel the Holy Ghost beginning to move in this place. Oh God, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Before the tabernacle was ever built, the Israelites were only to pack up and move camp when the cloud moved. When the tabernacle was completed, they only moved camp when the cloud lifted from off the tabernacle. The children of Israel were to follow after the cloud. If it moved, they moved. That's why we need to be sensitive to the leading of God's Spirit. But if the cloud remained upon the tabernacle, according to Exodus 40, the people were to remain right there where they were. God's power, God's name, His glory was upon this sacred place. The cloud represented His presence and that He was right there in the midst of His people where He desires to be. Man may have built it, but it was God that gave the plan, the design to Moses on the mount. Why? So His glory could be revealed to His people. We must always remember, church, God is with you. He's not going to let you go through something that you're not going to be victorious through. It's for a purpose. It's for a reason. It's a refining. You go through the fire, but you come out the other side refined like gold. Jesus is working in each of us. It doesn't matter who you are, where you have been, what you may have done, or how long you have been running this race, but He wants to reveal Himself to someone here tonight. The construction of the tabernacle didn't just happen overnight, but it took time to gather the required materials that were needed to build this place of worship. There was lots of hard work involved, many hours taking the raw product, the timber, the gold, and the linen. It all had to be prepared by His people before He would put His name there. When the glory came from heaven and it filled that sacred place, God put His name there. The people knew that Jehovah was there. The people knew that the great I Am was there. And I want to tell somebody tonight, God wants to be a part of your life tonight. He wants to put His name in your soul. He wants to put His name upon your life. We got to have the name church, brothers and sisters, whoever it may be. We got to have the name. Without the name, we are powerless. We can do nothing in our own strength, but we got to have the name. The Bible says in Colossians 3.17, Whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Not some, but every knee will bow and confess that He is the one, that He is great, that He is the Lord of lords, and that He is the King of kings. 
We don't serve a false God that cannot speak to us, but we serve an all-living God that has risen from the grave on the third day, and He is all-powerful. He's got all the authority. He's risen from the grave. Hold on to Jesus. He's coming back for His people. we got to have the name church. And I want to tell somebody here tonight, you need a fresh revelation of the name of Jesus and what that name can do for you personally. And also for your family and friends, work colleagues, and whoever it may be that you witness and tell them about the name of Jesus. In the book of Acts, they were, they were harassed by the religious leaders told not to preach or teach in the name of Jesus. Why was that? Why weren't they allowed to do that? Because there's something about the name of Jesus. Something begins to happen when you preach the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost begins to move. Chains are broken. Things that happen spiritually in the world that cannot happen in the church where His power, where His glory is, where He puts His name. We've got to have the name embedded in every fiber of our being. It has to be on our lives, in our lives, through our lives, and in every part of our lives. We belong to Him. We are not our own. But we have been brought with a prize. Oh, someone needs to st- start believing and stop doubting the name of Jesus. I want to remind someone that there is still power in the name of Jesus in 2016. It hasn't lost its power, but it's even more powerful as it was in the beginning. You've got to tell someone about the name. You've got to call on the name when you pray in the name of Jesus. Be thy healed. Be thy healed in the name of Jesus. If you have not been buried with Christ in baptism, you do not have the name of Jesus upon your life. That's Bible. If you have been buried with Christ, there is a big, big, big difference. You have the name. If you have been filled with the power, the gift of the Father, you have the name. Church, we got to have the name. It's time for every one of us, including myself, to start believing in the name of Jesus even more today than ever before. It's the only way Oh, Jesus. There is no substitute name. Oh, God. Mentioned in the Bible regarding the plan of salvation. And what name we are to be saved by. Even devils are subject to the name. The life is in the name. 
It's the only name, according to Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other name. Mentioned in the heavens and on earth, there is no other name but the name of Jesus. The fifth time that God revealed Himself to man was when Solomon had made an end of praying according to Second Chronicles that fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how fire came down and the glory of the Lord was upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good and His mercy endureth forever. I want to pause here just for a moment and reflect and see what was actually involved in building this place of worship. This wasn't just some ordinary place. But this temple that Solomon had built was for the God of heaven that fills the universe and beyond. Even Solomon in all his wisdom knew that this man-made building could not contain God. Or contain the presence of God. Nor the heavens of heavens. But God chose. He desired to fill this temple that Solomon had made with His glory. So that His people would know that He was right there in the midst of them. God wants to fill somebody with His glory tonight. The sixth time that God revealed Himself to man was in the New Testament. In the person Jesus Christ. God was manifest in the flesh. It was the name of Jesus that was preached throughout the land. The name of Jesus was believed on in the world. And He was the only name and the only one that was received up into glory. Which means if He has gone away, He's coming back again. We must be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. We must have His name upon our lives today. If we do not have the Spirit according to Romans 8, we do not belong to His, to Him. Sorry, I want to be walk with Jesus. I want to know Him, but I also want to be filled with His Spirit. I want to remind someone here, encourage someone here, we got to have the name. We got to have the name. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1 through verses 1 to 6 says, God who at sundry or various times and diverse manners spake in time past unto the Father by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power. 
when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. We got to have the name. I might be laboring on what I'm saying, but it's true. We got to have the name. We don't have the name. We don't have the power. When he comes back, we're going to be still here. And those that have the name will be going to be with him. Do you have the name residing upon you this night? Are you sure that you have that name on your life? After Jesus had finished all his work on earth, the scripture tells us that he ascended back up into heaven and that he would send the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost. Why? That he may fill every heart with his glory and with his power. 1 Corinthians 6 tells us, Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which are of God, and you are not your own. We are brought with a price. Jesus paid the price for each and every one of us that are in this room tonight. And also for the entire world, even for those that have not even been born yet. Praise God. John 14 says, I will not leave you comfortless or, or let you be an orphan. I will come to you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Church, we got to have the name. We're so close to the return of the Lord. And we got to be ready. I want to stir someone's faith tonight that you need the name of Jesus so much in these last days. Oh, you just got to look around and you see what's happening in the world today. You don't have the name. You don't have any power. You don't have any authority over nothing. But God has given us the name for a purpose and for a reason. And He has given us authority to use His name. Hallelujah. In conclusion, it took me many months to get my car ready for painting. Much hard work was required to repair it. I had to sand and sand the fiberglass back many times before I got that finish, that smooth finish I desired before painting it. But the end result was worth all the effort. From the Garden of Eden right through to this present day, God has always wanted and desired a people that are called by His name. He has always wanted and always been willing to put His name upon His beloved masterpiece. Jesus has always wanted and always desired to be in the midst of His people, which we see repeated over and over and over again throughout the Scriptures. The tabernacle pointed to the one that would later come. Only the high priest in the Old Testament could enter into the holies of holies once a year on the Day of Atonement. The rest of the priests and the servants that served in the tabernacle daily were not permitted 
to enter into the Holy of Holies where the glory of God was. Can I have a musician, please? Neither were the rest of God's people, but they had to remain on the outside. God takes the raw product. He rubs, He sands and sands until He gets the finish that He desires. He spends time reshaping, molding vessels into vessels of honor. Vessels that can hold. Vessels that can be filled with His glory and power. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is where God desires to put His glory, His Spirit. Why don't we stand? Hallelujah. And this is where God wants to reveal Himself to someone tonight. When we are filled with His Spirit. Not one of us has has to wait on the outside anymore. But when Jesus breathed His last breath on the cross of Calvary, the thick curtain which separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place was torn in two, from top to bottom. This opened the way for every believer, that every believer can have the right to be able to experience His presence for the first time. No one is left out. Neither do we have to be from the tribe of Levi to enter into the presence of the King of Kings. But all of us, including me, can experience His presence and power in our lives today. We don't have to leave the same way we came. Hallelujah. The Bible declares that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And if our temple has been cleansed through baptism in Jesus' name, we can have boldness to enter into the holiest of the blood of Jesus. God promises to fill every believer with His glory. God will put His name on His temple. We are His temples. And He wants to put His name on someone here tonight. we got to have the name, church. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And without the name of Jesus, we can do nothing at all. we got to have the name. Why don't we just lift our hands? Hallelujah, Jesus.